Parents, content warning. I'm going to say some uh, disturbing, sexually explicit things in this homily. And so if you don't want your kids to hear them, uh, now is the time to either remove them from the church or remove them from the room if you are watching at home. I'd like to comment today on uh, mainly the second reading from uh, 1 Corinthians, because uh, I think this is a message that we all have to be reminded of uh, from time to time, especially in our current time, in the time in which we live. The secular world and even a, a growing number of Christians talk about uh, the human body as if it were some kind of complex machine that the real us is driving, okay? Non-Christians, take it a little farther, they say the uh, integrator of the body is the brain. So it's the most complex uh, organ that you have. Uh, it's what makes you, you. And you decide from it and without it, life is just not really worth living because you're a really fancy monkey and that's all you are. That's the secular anthropology. For the Christians whose anthropology is off some, they say that the soul, the spiritual part of us, is the real us. And it uses this mundane physical thing called the body for a little while to just kind of do what it needs to do, but then it sheds it because it doesn't need it anymore. But divine revelation and Aristotle uh, shows us that the nature of human nature is different. We are both soul and body. We're a composite of something spiritual and something physical. The two together is what we really are. That's our nature. We're not just uh, a physical thing, one physical thing. We're not uh, a spiritual thing running a physical thing. We're a composite of two things, spiritual and physical, that make us one person. So the reality of that is so poignant that if you separate the two, uh, you die. That's what death is. It's the disintegration of the spiritual part of you and the physical part of you. And you can't survive that. And so that means what we do in our body, in our physical person, is incredibly important because it's us. It's really us. It's not separate from us. You know, when you break your arm, you don't say, I broke my body's arm. You say... I broke my arm because we just intuitively know that we are our body and our soul. And St. Paul brings it into even sharper focus. He says, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're baptized. The very Spirit of God dwells in us, in the whole of us, body and soul. That means our entire self physical and spiritual, is for the Lord. It's for Him. It exists for Him, just like this temple exists for Him. And that means, as St. Paul says, we're not made for immorality. Immorality. 
That word immorality is a poor translation in English. The word there in Greek is porneia, where we get the word pornography from. So he's talking specifically about sexual immorality of any kind. Brothers and sisters, we live in a world that is saturated with sexual immorality. It is practically incalculable to know how much of it occurs. I've heard statistics that maybe up to 60% of the internet is pornography. I don't know if that's accurate, but I've, I've heard that before. What I do know is that um, these types of things, lust is thrown in our face everywhere we go. TV, movies, ads, social media, books, like you don't have to go looking for it. It'll find you the way that our society is set up. And all of it, the spirit of that is utterly opposed to being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we cannot claim to be practicing Catholics, people who are in love relationship with Jesus and indulge in sexual immorality. The two are contradictory, whether it be in person with somebody or the use of pornography or fantasy in the mind or whatever it is, it's contradictory. And if we're into that, any of that, and it's super easy to get into it, yeah, in this society, way deep down in our hearts, we're going to have to make a decision to get out of it. We're going to have to make a decision to stop. Just out of pure love for God, first of all, we do everything out of love for God. And the knowledge that it's totally against being his temple to use our sexuality in a way that he didn't intend. And here's an example that I think provides very uncomfortable proof of this. And sadly, things like this have happened. Think of this temple, St. Patrick's. This beautiful, holy temple where we come to worship the living God with our families. Now think of a group of secular people breaking into it in the middle of the night and recording themselves doing unspeakable satanic sexual things here in this place. That feeling that you feel when you think about that, that's how God feels when we invite pornea into the temple of our bodies and souls. It's sacrilege. It's profaning a holy thing. So here's the deal. This is a problem for a lot of people. If it's a problem for you, if lust is something that you struggle with, and I think probably most humans struggle with lust on some sort of level, um, I want you to do three things. This is the recommendation for three things. One, do not condemn yourself. This is very serious stuff, but wrestling the power of judgment out of God's hands and engaging in self-judgment is not going to do you any favors, and it's certainly not going to solve the problem. For now, just recognize that if you can't just stop permanently, immediately, just by choosing it, it's become a real problem in your life. It's a real thing. It's an addiction. Two, let Jesus take care of it. You can't fix it. You can't be your own savior. 
We already got a Savior. His name's Jesus. And he's hurt by sin. He's deeply hurt by it, but he's not worried about it. And he's not condemning you in shame. He's looking at you, loving you, asking you to let him free you from that addiction, to let him do it. And three, take an actual step, something concrete. If you can't just stop and you've tried to do it before and you've failed, now's the time to take an actual step in that direction of healing and freedom. There are tons of options out there in terms of concrete things that could be done that are tailored to the particular type of lust that one may be struggling with, but I'll recommend one that I think corresponds to probably the largest issue, which is pornography, and specifically amongst men. Do a porn detox. A porn detox. Matt Frad has uh, made an awesome program, strive21.com, strive21.com with covenant eyes. It's a 21-day detox from pornography. Do it. If you've looked at any pornography at all in the last 12 months, do it. You're too valuable. You're too beloved. You're too important to God to stay a profaned temple. And so are the people that you're looking at. Let him love you back to health so that you can glorify him in your whole self, body and soul.